0: Hello and welcome to Kumadres Comics. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. How are you? I'm doing good.
0: Welcome everybody back. <laughs> it's been a, it's yeah. been a while. been a while.
1: It's it's been a while. It's so funny how okay, January lasted eighty-four years for me. But um <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking
0: about? I'm still in December. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like it's like it's gonna be March. Yes. Really it soon. is right. I
2: always get thrown by the fact that the February is shorter and it always every year like throws me off in some significant way like i had an ongoing recurring bill that um i just happened to set up in february and i'm like can we do it at the end of the month and it was february so it's freaking the 28th every freaking month (laughs) i lost like two to three days of trying to get money to pay a bill because it just happened to be a february that i set it up oh my god like those are the little things that people don't tell you when you become adults
0: yeah
2: I feel that. I feel that on the no, spiritual No, me too. Level.
0: I totally feel you on that one. <laughs> um, so apologies to everybody out there who has been patiently waiting for a new episode. <clears throat> Henry. But I <laughs> asked, told me, I'm waiting for your new episode. Here it is. Here it is. We Sorry about out that. Here. Yeah. We're no, finally out here. Sometimes life happens and we can't get it together. And it's three of us plus our wonderful producer. So it's like we have to coordinate four schedules. And so here we are. Thank God.
2: We found time. (laughs) All
0: right. So we're your hosts. I'm Sarah, in case you forgot.
2: I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen.
0: All right, ladies, what's going on?
1: Well, um, I have seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at least six times now. Wow. And I am shameless about this because I love that movie it's so good it is incredible and it we now know that it's um, uh, been nominated for an Oscar for best animated feature I think that's Mm -hmm. so amazing yes I honestly do, and I honestly, I, if they don't win, I'm gonna burn it down. Uh, I'm gonna burn down the Oscars. <laughs> like, we are, i I'm sorry, like I, I, this is just oh. what it's gonna have to be.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I actually am really excited about the fact that there are two huge comic book movies that mm-hmm. are nominated for multiple things in uh, the Oscars this year, and I'm, I'm. I've only seen Spider uh, Into the Spider-Verse twice. Um, I think I've seen Black Panther three times. Mm-hmm. But both movies are just so amazing. And yeah. I really hope that they uh, win the Oscar for Best Picture and Best Animated. But also just all the other things that people who have been involved with the movies um, are being nominated for as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Wakanda Forever, man. That movie <laughs> still makes me kind of, like, weep a little bit, just, you know.
1: Yeah, that is incredible. And, you know, something that someone pointed out to me uh, a couple of days ago, and Kristen, you did, um, uh, you were there for it, too, uh, about how Black Panther should win Best Picture simply because, like, one, it was a very beautifully designed movie, but, two, it is... The first superhero movie in a long time that I've watched that didn't need me to know, the five other movies that happened <gasps> yes, before it. Yes, that's and really true. Good point. Mm-hmm. And the last one that I could say that for sure was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the, the first Iron Man movie. The first Iron Man movie can by itself be like outside of the yeah. MCU. Before the MCU even started, it's kind of what kicked it off. Right. But even then, it. it in itself, as a standalone movie, would have been perfectly fine, and that is what Black Panther is as well, and to some degree, um, uh, into the Spider Verse as well, um, because all you needed to know about Spider Verse is who Spider Man is, right? Mm-hmm. And who doesn't know what Spider Man? Spider Man is exactly. He's a dude who dresses like a spider with spider powers. Right? <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's it, and. Because what I really liked about Into the Spider-Verse is that it finally did what I had been very upset about. And every time we did a panel and we talked yes. about Latinidad, yes. we totally heard it. it. Was beautiful it was in everything that Miles did from the way that he yes, talked from yes. the way that he dressed the way he interacted with people he was oozing Latinidad and just like and he was he's Afro Latino right. and it's just like oh it was it was incredible I loved it one of my favorite
0: parts was <laughs> when his dad is like I love you in front of all his friends because <laughs> yeah. that's stuff like my mom did you know mm-hmm. when and if she dropped us off at school and stuff or yes uh, she kicks us in public kind of mm-hmm. thing you know
1: yeah no uh, in the there's a scene in the movie that it was in the trailer too when he's trying Leave for school, mm-hmm. and his mom his his mom is giving him a kiss. And he's like, I gotta go. She's just like, ¿Una vez más. Yeah, so, I just saw, like I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was like I was slapped back to middle school, and she's yeah. giving me a kiss as she's like, going. And I'm just like, I gotta go. <laughs> Stop. Uh, and so, like I like, it was those small things that I 100 percent appreciated about mm-hmm. the movie, and that I had been like, uh, like, you can don't see it in the comics. And another thing that I really liked is uh and, and even for people who haven't seen it or like or are going to or still haven't whatever but kind of like spoilers, I guess, but is the redemption of uncle aaron of oh, yeah. his,
0: um, of yeah. of his
1: uncle because in the comics he's a jackass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he is a dick, and um um and I never really appreciated about th- uh appreciated that uh but in in the movie, he is the he he was amazing and i think he was also a representation of a type of person that a lot of um uh, that are in a lot of families especially in minority groups is the uncle who loves you but has went down the wrong path right Mm -hmm. and i think I, i i i very much am a I I like that about that, that kind of reality and stuff like that. And, but that even, even when towards the end and he's faced with his, uh, with his uncle again, uh, That his uncle tells him, "You're doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. and keep doing the right thing. Yeah, don't be like me. Yeah, don't cry, don't cry. I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: could feel it in her voice. The first time Uh I saw that movie, I cried no less than like five times. Yes, like in parts of the movie that I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. Like, uh, just like." All the other mm-hmm. Marvel movies, which this isn't a quote-unquote Marvel movie, but uh, Marvel characters, Marvel storyline, when there was the Stan Lee appearance, uh-huh. right so close after his death, oh my God, yes. I was bawling in the yes. theater.
1: I believe it. Everybody was, and they, I they they made it. Man, they managed to make it like that. His cameo, like most of his cameos are pretty funny, but yeah. this one was funny, but also like really sweet.
2: It very well. sweet, yes.
1: Especially because when you see the cameo and stuff like that, he was just like, "We were friends," and I was just like, "Yeah, you created him," right? Kind of thing. <laughs> no. And I was just so like, in, or when he's like, when he goes up to his desk, he's like, "I'll miss him," and I was just so like, oh. yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was just so like, oh. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> and the quote towards the end um um i really love that quote that they used uh for stanley that um uh, anybody can yes. be a superhero so long as they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. and i i completely and utterly love that message because it in, in it was it it captures the of comic books and not only that but of kind of like of what it be like they're superheroes everyday kind of thing that you yourself can be a superhero uh in the in the everyday and in the mundane so long as you're doing the right thing. And so I really like that. Um um it was a, yeah, it was it was a nice um a tribute and homage to Stanley's work, I think.
0: Well, That was very beautifully said, (laughs) Jen. I mean, I I feel like I want to cry a little bit right now, but I'm going to hold Uh, back.
2: And I'm definitely rooting for it. And um, I started last year the... uh, the tradition of one year <laughs> trying to watch all the movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I've only seen three. I It's tomorrow, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go home and at least watch Roma on Netflix. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, I am super invested yeah. this year, so uh, hopefully we, we see uh, a lot of accolades going towards the comic book. Well,
0: movies. I loved all the colors uh, that were we saw in the audience for the Golden Globes. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then Sandra Oh's uh, speech um, when she was talking about like crazy rich Asians and stuff. That was amazing to me. I, I cried with her. It was really good. It was awesome.
2: Well, if you're interested in, and you haven't, read um ultimate spider uh ultimate comics spider-man and you want to learn more about miles morales you can check out a past episode that we did um which was episode 28 listen to that we talk all about miles we talk about ultimate comics and Mm -hmm. um and if you are not reading any Miles, definitely read Miles. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My nephew, like, it sparked a lot of interest in him. So um, probably for next Christmas, I'll get him a bunch of comic books on Miles and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. And unless you haven't heard, Bendis is no longer writing Miles yeah. Morales. Oh, wow. He is now being written by Saladin Ahmed, um, uh, who was also writing, I believe, um. um uh, it was something Exiles. I oh, okay. he was mm-hmm. writing Exiles as well. And he's he's an amazing writer and I think he can capture the nuances of Miles a lot more than Bendis can <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah, that's appropriate, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little salt. Alright guys, it's time for cheese me de la semana.
2: And this is Kristen with your cheese mitt. And, and she's got the good I stuff. Got, I got some real cheese mitt. <laughs> <laughs> I like some real shit. <laughs> so this super hot guy came into the shop. Um, super hot. It was yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, um, which was a Friday at the shop. And I, you know, just acknowledged him and said, hey, you know, let me know if I can help you find anything. And he was hanging out in the manga X-Men area. And he finally came up with his purchases. And it was a whole bunch of um, single-issue X-Men books and an X-Force book. And I'm just, you know, ringing them up. And I'm looking at him like this too looks kind of familiar, but like whatever. <laughs> I, I see lots of people all the time coming to the shop and sometimes I'll see them at other places and I'm like, oh, that guy looks familiar, but I, he's just probably from the shop. Like who mm-hmm. it's just because I see so A many people regular. yeah so anyway he goes to pay and he hands me his card and I just glanced down at the card and I saw his name and the, the name on the card was Stephen R. McQueen <laughs> and I just <laughs> said to him like I'm like Oh, that's a pretty popular name. Like, it didn't even dawn. On... <laughs> it didn't dawn on me who he was, but I'm like, I, and I didn't say anything. I didn't ask him. I just was, was it like, the fashion designer. I was. <laughs> not I, <was, laughs> I, I was like, I bet this this, this dude is related to Stephen Stephen McQueen. So anyway, he was so friendly, and he's like, well, um, oh, so I'm like, oh, I see. There's a theme here, and he kind of just says like, yeah, because they were all X Men. Uh-huh. But then he's like. Um, well, I I don't really read comics, so do you have any recommendations? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, um, I recommend, um, if you see over here on our section, we have like a a staff picks, and there was like Southern Bastards and Saga, and I'm like, and if you're into X-Men, I totally recommend Legion. That's really, really um, good. mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I'm not really into X-Men, but, and in my mind, I'm like, huh, (laughs) you're not into
0: X-Men, but you have
2: a whole bunch of X-Men. So anyway, we finish the transaction. He leaves. And there I am with my Google. I'm like, who's <laughs> this dude? And I, I actually texted Eddie. I'm like, does Stephen McQueen have a son? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, is his name Stephen? He's like, no, it's Chad. I'm like, oh. Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: really? Chad. Chad, of all things. So
2: then that's when I Googled. No and judgment, I'm like, I guess. oh. He actually is his grandson.
0: What? Yes.
2: And he's on Vampire Diaries. So that's mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, of course. I recognize him immediately. I used to watch Vampire Diaries, but sorry, yeah. uh, Stephen, I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't even know if he's still on it. Actually, it's I think it's just the originals that's on now. But oh. anyway, I digress. So <laughs> my cheesement is, and it is nothing but cheesement and conjecture. That this dude is either has gotten a role that is somehow X-Men related or is vying for a role that is X-Men related. Mm -hmm. So that either means a movie or a TV show
1: Mm -hmm. uh, along the lines. Maybe an animated show where he does the voicing or whatever, but he's got the looks.
2: I know. Somebody (laughs) said, sorry, Jen, he would make a good Scott Summers. (laughs) Look no accounting for
1: taste or whatever. Uh, I know I know thanks to the efforts of Kevin Water thoughtifying Cyclops that he's been getting very popular again online. Uh-huh. So uh, I guess <laughs> I guess or so whatever.
2: I don't yeah. see the appeal but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Jen is not a uh, a Cyclops fan at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, um, you heard it here
0: on <laughs> Comando Comics.
2: Cheese de la Semana. You heard it here first. So let's uh, <laughs> keep our eye out um, for what he is going to be doing in the near future.
0: Well, that was some juicy chisme. Thanks, Kristen. All right, girls. What time is it? What time is it, Kristen? It
2: <laughs> is... I, I, I was thinking all the way over here, like, I always say beer time, but that's, like, so bland. So, today is the um, inaugural presentation of Hora de la Cervecita. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it's Cervecita because we have little tasters. And so, mm. it's not a whole cerveza, it's a little Cervecita. <laughs> Uh, But today, we are tasting a beer from Firework Brewing Company, and it's a craft beer brewery founded in Berkeley. So, um, this is a very liberal beer, (laughs) Mm. and um, this um, brewery has a focus on exceptional, honest beer making. I don't know what that means, but that's what it says on the paper that Sarah gave me. Um, (laughs) Okay, their description. (laughs) Fieldwork brews are served not only in Berkeley, but also Monterey, Napa, Sacramento, San Mateo, And San Ramon. And um, so it looks like it's a very northern California beer. So this is a beer that we're actually um, it's a it's like a cool thing that we have it down here in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles.
1: I was going to say, when I am starting to understand what Northern California beer is, (laughs) that's like hops and hops and hops. (laughs) I don't know if I'm about it.
2: So the beer, the actual beer we're tasting today, is called?
0: Loser's Club.
2: Loser's Club, (laughs) Volume 3. Volume 3, because there's two previous... Yes. Mm -hmm. So the tasting notes for Losers Club Volume 3 are making beer is not the most glamorous of processes. It's factory work and it is a grind. Days can be long and times could be trying, but the payoff can be huge in the friendships you forge. It's kind of like podcast making. (laughs) (laughs) Our new series of double IPAs named Losers Club is just that. Oh, so it's a double IPA. I
1: freaking knew. Ah. Uh,
2: (coughs) An invitation to the fellow losers, we've come to befriend to brew a double IPA in their style and showcase what we all do best together. Volume 3 was brewed with our friends from Virgin Beer Company, a crew that is brewing some of the best beer in San Diego County. Blending our brewing styles, we whipped up this sticky and pillowy double IPA with Southern Passion manchuca and Blanc Hops. So, I have to say, I've never heard of Southern Passion Hops, and so kind of, I'm kind of excited right? <laughs> about tasting it's, something new.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, salud. Well, the okay. smell is
2: definitely a double IPA. Well, it's very hazy. Uh, the coloring is like a... I would, uh, I would say a muted, like yellowish it smells very fruity though it smells really good
0: well i just had a, a sip and it, i really like it i really I like
2: love it. this smell the smell made my mouth water
0: this seems it, like a summertime beer it
2: doesn't smell hoppy to me though jen it does to me <laughs> <laughs> it smells very fruity very like uh tropical fruity
0: yeah like i said it really feels summery it's kind of really crisp
2: all right, so uh, let me take my first sip. Okay, it's not that bad. Ooh, when I, I like fir- it.
1: When I first took Ooh. the sip, I l- all I could taste was hops. But after the aftertaste, mm-hmm. is very nice. I like
2: it.
0: Yeah, I like it's the before um, taste, the middle <laughs>
2: taste, and the after.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really crisp and really smooth. Um, mm-hmm. There is no strong notes. It doesn't catch your tongue. It's not tardy, mm-hmm. but it's not sweet either. It's sort of like
2: uh, I taste all the fruit. It's fruit right from beginning yes, to end. Definitely, for me. definitely. And there is no but there's no sweetness aftertaste and no, no you hoppy. Have sweetness.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it's fruity. I don't know how to say it. I think um, people who
2: okay. So as a new beer drinker, when people <laughs> used to tell me that a beer was fruity, mm-hmm. I equated that with sweet. sweetness yes but that's not the no, case not at um all. i i actually can't do like ciders i'm not about ciders me neither but um I'm but all yes. about yes <laughs> <ciders. laughs> so, <laughs> so this is yeah it, for a beer drinker it you'll know that fruity does not mean sweet it's just kind of a um like the the notes of fruit, fruit that are hanging yeah. out on your on your palate it's really good i like it a lot
0: I am really surprised. Uh, with the name like Losers Club and Double Hop, um, what, Double IPA? Yes. Um, and these hops that, what, how many different hops did they list? Three, right? They
2: listed three, yes. So I thought it'd be
0: a bit sour and would catch your tongue, but this is definitely smooth. It's very refreshing. Uh, I wouldn't call it juice like uh, the Monkish, but um, I think it's really good for summer drinking. And for it sure.
2: It is an 8%. Oh. ABV so 8% alcohol by volume so that is nothing to um, sneeze at as far as <laughs> uh, um, alcohol content um, so I would be very careful because this is a beer that you could get tricked by very easily um, enjoying it on a hot summer day with your with your friends so <laughs> <laughs> heed my warning well, most definitely
0: <laughs> Um I'm not sure if this one has a pairing um, menu with it, but it's definitely something I think I feel I could eat with meat. I mean, I could drink this with like having a steak. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it doesn't have strong flavors and strong aftertaste uh, or lingering taste where it would hinder the taste of like, let's say steak.
2: And for a double IPA, it's very rare that you don't have that really strong hoppy aftertaste. Right. So, you right. Know, I'm very uh enamored with this beer.
0: <laughs> I, I I am really pleasantly surprised. Um mm-hmm. really pleasantly surprised. I
2: was honestly
1: expecting not to like this. Especially uh, when you were like, Oh, it <laughs> smells. Yeah. <laughs> I did not appreciate the smell at first, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like the I like the fruity aftertaste. I like I like how it's oh yeah it lingers a little bit and so and that uh, I especially appreciate the fact that it doesn't have a hoppy aftertaste because absolutely I I'm not that much of a fan of hops mm-hmm.
0: you know. <laughs> so are we ready to rate it guys yes um I think I'm gonna go a full on this one mm-hmm. yeah that's a five out of six. <clears throat>
2: To reacquaint, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am Sarah. unprepared. I am so unprepared, guys. <laughs> to reacquaint Sarah with our rating scale, <laughs> um, we begin at flaccid, go up to initial. The middle, right in the middle, is partial. Then full. Then the tip is rigid. And then, if it <laughs> is amazing, amazing, it's super saiyan
0: yes definitely it's between a full and a rigid for me on this one i I want to go rigid but i think i feel like i don't know maybe you know what i'm gonna go rigid i really enjoyed this i think this is one of those that you could sit with anyone and just have a really wonderful time is it
2: in a can or a bottle it's a can okay where is it it's this, this is going to make my my, my deal breaker. Now nah, it's very boring, so I take it back. I'm just going to go ahead and go with the rigid. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, rigid Super Saiyan, but no. I'll stick with rigid because it's kind of a, a boring can. It actually looks like... Um, the, like an
0: old typewriter kind of old... I was going to say, it kind of mm-hmm. looks
2: like uh, a cigar... Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know... Um, artwork and uh of a cigar canister not canister but like a little wrapping to a cigar right oh yeah but anyway Mm. i'm going to go with rigid and so that is a uh one two three four five out of it's actually a five out of five i mean our super saiyan is off the charts yeah yeah Yeah, you're right Mm -hmm. you're right yeah it's a a six out of five is
1: a super saiyan (laughs) i am gonna go with a full because i really like it but it's not like I I have found that I actually really do like stouts and porters. <laughs> uh huh.
2: Interesting mm-hmm. to the girl who never used to drink beer at all. Yeah. that's very interesting. <laughs> Going dark, and I,
1: and I go immediately for the darkest coffee-like one. Of oh, course. see, but well, that like, makes sense. Yeah,
2: you, yeah.
1: <laughs> so um um, but I really did enjoy it actually, and um, um so I'm gonna give it a full.
0: Nice. Nice. Excellent. All right, guys, now it's time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today, guys?
1: We are reviewing We're Still Here, an all-trans comics anthology edited by Tara Madison Avery and Jean Thornton with a foreword by Rachel Pollock. And this was um, published by Stack Deck Press um, in contributions with Prism Mm -hmm. Comics.
2: This anthology was brought onto our radar by Tara um, when she appeared on our um, on the panel that we were on at the Hemet Library convention oh, that yes, we were yes, on, yes. and yes. she mentioned it there um, that she had uh, she had been um, integral in the success of um, the Kickstarter and getting it out there, and mm-hmm. you know she is a, a Contributor, but there were like, I think 50. I think they said creators, 53, 52, 53, 53. okay 53 creators. I mean, so many mm-hmm. people who contributed to this anthology, and every single one of them are. Uh, trans and it is um, super cool that they went on to uh, Kickstarter with the goal of $17,000 to kickstart this project mm-hmm. and they ended up raising $65,203. Wow. Uh, exceeding expectations. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when she talked about this uh, on the panel, mm-hmm. uh, we were like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So we we bought it and now we are going to review it on our podcast
0: yeah i really mm-hmm. liked uh, the panel where she you know we were a, a part of it. and one of the things she had said is like a lot of people say oh well you know what we can't really hire uh trans people because there they, are none there out are there none, yeah mm-hmm. and she's that, like and i just proved that there are yeah. you know and i was like damn that's, you're on point i love this
1: that's a goddamn lie they, they <laughs> never they never look Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's the honest-to-God answer is that they never look. Because yeah. there is a creator of any color, creed, gender identity, or uh, orientation. It's just that they never look or they don't want to look. yeah. That, and that's
2: the, that's the truth. They don't want to look mm-hmm. uh, and they would rather... Or just because yeah. the person isn't within their uh, either immediate social or... Um, Uh, not only personal, but professional circle, then they just assume that there aren't any at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, when she did this and, you know, she talked on the panel, I was like, my mouth was just like gaping. And I was like, whoa, you're so amazing. (laughs) So I'm like, we have to review this book. And so we got it and um, we read it and it's amazing. So let's start the review guys.
2: Yeah. So there's 50 some, we're not exactly sure. uh, (laughs) Over 50. uh, uh, Contributors. But, um, actual stories inside were there like uh 30 or is that an under i don't remember how many there were but each story is generally i would say one to like uh the the longest one i would say is no more than like five
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pages
2: so they were all fairly short and but even with the short ones, even the ones that were like one to two pages, they were so impactful.
0: My God, I learned so much.
2: Yeah, that's what when Jen asked me, oh, well, what were your initial thoughts before she read it? And I passed my copy along to her. I was like, you know, my initial reaction is that I'm very
0: ignorant to the trans, the Absolutely. That the trans community. Yes, I agree 100% yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some words. Um, I wrote them down because I wanted to look them up because I'm not familiar familiar with the terms. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was really blown away by all the information that I learned, and new words that I learned, and even new feelings or how to approach certain things. Mm-hmm. And how, uh, because I'm not aware of these things, um, I'm you know ignorant about how to, you know, even talk t- yeah. to some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I learned a lot. I, man, some of these things, Mm -hmm. these stories, I just, it really, some of them broke my heart. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them made me cry. Some of them inspired me. It was just, it was, and this is what you want a comic book to do for you. Right. Mm -hmm. It wants you to feel a myriad of emotions, and this totally did that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
0: love this book.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to start crying soon. (laughs) Go on without me.
2: Leave her, leave her!
1: <laughs> no, oh my god. <laughs> what I like most about this book is that the fact that um, uh, all the stories are different, and I just looked in, and it's fifty three. Okay, yeah, okay. So there's uh, fifty three visions of transness, Got and, it. Uh, and what it means is the fact that they they mention more stuff like besides the transness, there and yes. non binary, mm-hmm. gender queer, um, uh, basically terms that a lot of people aren't familiar with. And that me myself, uh, even though I'm part of the LGBTQ uh, spectrum, and that I try I try to keep myself informed of it, uh, I'm still kind of very ignorant about. But um, um, I'm always like willing to learn about it. And as um, uh, Kristen and Sarah said, that this is a very much a learning. Experience uh, with this book, and they don't pull punches when they are talking about the stuff that they oh, yeah. are talking yeah. about. So they're they're very vivid and they're very real about uh, their experiences. Yeah. They're very raw and about what they want and um uh, and uncensored. Un- yeah uncensored yes. and I appreciate that. Yeah, I certainly yeah. Everyone likes directness, and that's so that in themselves. What I got the most out of that book is that uh, trans
2: people want directness too they want honesty mm-hmm. and they want uh, visibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so jen was mentioning how uh, or no sarah's Somebody was mentioning how, <laughs> Tara, how Tara said on the on the panel that you know people said, "Oh, I would hire," but you know there aren't any. The only person's name that I recognize on there was Tamara Bonvillain, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like she has been the quote unquote poster uh, token trans creator in the comic industry uh, for a while because I see her name a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that there are so many. And and um, I went through the list and actually identified at least three Latinos, um, mm-hmm. Latinx creators that were there. There was um, one from, uh, let's see, it was Mia Rose Elbow. Um, she identifies as uh, Latinx, um, but I'm not sure specifically uh, where she, she um, is. Oh, no, Chile. She's from Chile so and then Katarina uh, Gerbasi is from Argentina mm-hmm. Ar- uh, Argentina, Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> she, I want to say Argentinian Argentina um, and then Alexis Sarah identifies as Latinx, but I'm not sure um, specifically if she's just um, if she's American or from an actual uh, Latinx country but um, so there's just like Jen was saying so many not just uh they're very what's the term i want to say uh cross-sectional intersectional (laughs) intersectionality um of creators uh here in -hmm. this book which i thought was just super amazing
0: yeah and, and definitely on the characters i mean you have characters that are all shades of brown all shades of white And then you have some green and red ones, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there's I mean, they embraced, like, the whole rainbow. And and all the characters that were presented in these stories. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of them were just so poetic and beautiful. And some of them were really, like, harsh and real and painful. Um, I was... Man, I felt all sorts of things, man. I I had to put it down at one point because I was feeling so much. So, Mm -hmm. this is... Um, I think it would be awesome if this could be a book that they would share in high schools to teach kids Mm -hmm. at an early Mm -hmm. age when they can grasp these sort of uh, different um, uh, vocabulary, you know?
1: It would definitely help with a lot. I think especially for a lot of... They mentioned it. uh, There was a story that mentioned it, too, that it was easier being trans than identifying first as gay and then realize that, wait, no, I'm trans Uh and... Than tragically heterosexual, (laughs) 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 Uh, but no, um, um, and I think that there—that's um, uh, me myself because I'm in a lot of LGBTQ circles and stuff like that. There is this kind of um, uh, this kind of pervasive idea that still, especially um. among a lot of LGBTQ people that don't have interactions with trans people that once uh, that a trans woman uh, who's still interested in women is straight. No, that's not that's not how it is. She's a lesbian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is she's a lesbian. Same thing with a trans man. Right. Uh, if a trans man likes a man. He is gay. Right. It's just like and it's just like uh, it's these little things that uh, the trans community has a very little voice and. It, Um, uh, as I said in the book, many times they are fetishized. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you can see it It, for those. uh, And I know some people do, but there's a reason that it's a thing on Pornhub. Yep. Yep. Um, I gotta
0: be completely honest here. This is Sarah. I take full responsibility for this comment. Some of the stories felt a little erotic to me, but Uh that's because I was like seeing it in my old, um, way of thinking kind of like my fetish. Uh Uh-huh. So in that sense I completely This is a
2: new segment (laughs) called TMI.
0: So, uh, so what I'm saying is that um, it's you have to start rethinking things and start learning how Definitely. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, even though like I, in, you know, read a lot of stories that were really painful and stuff, some of the mm-hmm. stuff felt a little erotic to me just because of my fetish preferences, uh-huh. and so that's something that I identified that was a problem in me while uh-huh. reading this book.
1: Yeah, and it's just I think a lot of people don't realize, like uh kind of like their how they see people can be a bit fetishized like yes. personally yes. as uh someone who's bi and this is the reason I don't do dating apps is because mm-hmm. if I say I'm bi mm-hmm. suddenly everybody wants a threesome right. and I'm right. just so like right. no that's not what I right. want that's yeah. not what that means uh and it, it also doesn't mean that I'm promiscuous um uh, or at least super ultra promiscuous and <laughs> <laughs>
0: There is a difference. (laughs) So I guess this is the TMI segment. Yeah, this is is the TMI
1: (laughs) segment. But like, um, uh, the same thing kind of um uh, for trans people a lot is that they are constantly pursued, uh, fetishized, or and I don't want to use this, but it is a term that they use, tranny chasers. Right. Right. They get a lot of tranny chasers, people who just want to be with them because they are this, this other to yeah, yeah. people <laughs> and it's just in like that no that's wrong and what I really liked about this book is that there was a segment in that said like kind of like examine yourself and examine like expand your definition of gender right and stuff like that and uh it's something that I that I had to do too as well uh when I like came out as bi, and that I really examined like kind of like would you date someone who's trans Mm -hmm. and at first like and i i will admit this about myself that my initial reaction was no but then i realized that it was a no because of the church and i had to re-examine myself and now i can look i can be like okay like i i recognize these prejudices in myself and i feel like this book does does a lot that is just like examine yourself Mm -hmm. and how you see and stuff like that uh and so now i've i have done better with myself and i've re-examined myself and i've unlearned that um uh from like and i had to i had to unlearn it one for myself uh and being someone who is queer but also like kind of to be you can't exclude these people from the lgbtq spectrum yeah Mm -hmm. like hey Stonewall was started by a black trans woman mm-hmm. and it's it's wrong to ignore that mm-hmm. and to kind of exclude them because a lot one of the major issues in the LGBT community is that there's a lot of focus on the L and G especially the G, spe- especially mm-hmm, the G mm-hmm. and not the B the T mm-hmm. the I the Q and all the and that plus and that plus <laughs> and that plus as well. And it's like and then there's the whole debacle about what the A stands for. You're right, and, yeah. And uh, the A stands for Ace, not for Ali. For L.I. or whatever. that's I uh, have that's wh- never
2: heard L.I. Uh, a standing for L.A. Yeah. Interesting. Because, no, it's, it's you thing. know, we got to insert ourselves everywhere.
1: <laughs> 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 but but the A stands for ace. And I think ace people are very much a part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there's, like, there's stuff like that. There's, yeah. like, debates about that online and, 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 like, in groups and stuff like that. About what the A stands for. And it's just, like, mm, in it stands for ace it's been it's, it stood for ace for a very long time mm-hmm. you can't just say it's now ally because it's not and it's it, uh, you can't you're not an ally you're cis and you're not part of the lgbtq community uh,
0: i'm glad you touched on that some mm-hmm. of the some of the um um words that i learned were cisphobia.
1: oh yes so uh first of all cisphobia doesn't exist um uh <laughs> Second of all, cis Emma is an acronym, and I I think a lot of people use cis and probably don't know what it means. But I'm raising my hand right now. But cis means comfortable in skin. It means that you are okay with your gender assignment. That you're Mm -hmm. okay with. Uh, how you present yourself and stuff like that. So, if you're like, if you are female, then you present as a woman. If you're male, you present as a man. That means you're cis. You're comfortable in your own skin. Um, um, and cisphobia is supposed to be fear, or hatred of people who are cis uh, or uh, I'm making air quotes right now, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and like, <clears throat> and like, ra- <laughs> like reverse racism, it does not exist. <laughs>
0: What is TERF?
1: TERF is trans-exclusionary radical feminism. And it is specifically, and it's, again, it's one of those things that uh, a lot of people don't acknowledge, uh, especially in the LGBTQ community. It It is a specific type of feminism that excludes trans mm-hmm. women. And mm-hmm. that is not okay. And no. if you're a TERF... <laughs> fuck off (laughs) (laughs) like that's
2: that's 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 the real that's the real deal because they um um, so uh, let me just interrupt i'm Mm -hmm. from my understanding if to paraphrase it's basically a woman who is saying that trans women don't quote-unquote qualify Mm -hmm. to in my feminist agenda because they're not quote-unquote real women yes okay that is exactly what it
1: is so it is a specific type of feminism that is that is held in, uh, that is basically kind of like the more social media feminism, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. It's, um, um it, it definitely intersects a lot with what I call white feminism. you right. Um, uh, in that it, it basically, it excludes, um, uh, trans women, usually women of color as well. And, oh, God forbid if you're a trans woman of color, um, uh. But it's uh it's it's very toxic and yeah. it's very much about like kind of it's very exclusionary mm-hmm. I guess um, um and it's it's yeah it's toxic and it gets a lot of attention because of its toxicity mm-hmm. as well and I think that's like the no that's not okay right um, mm-hmm. uh, right but turfs are very much a thing and they're very much a thing online mm. as well
0: okay another word that i had to look up was um dysphoria
1: yes dysphoria is um a a feeling that can be triggered in a lot of trans feeling in a lot of trans people uh that is well as a cis person i don't i have never experienced dysphoria and i know it's more of a feeling than anything else that you can describe but the best way i can describe it is that it is an Kind of a disconnection that happens between who you yourself are and the body that you're in okay. um and it's 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 basically it's like having not exactly an out of body experience from what I've been told, but something along those lines where you're kind of your are present where you are does not co- does not connect with what you with what you're feeling mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. it's it's hard it's hard to explain at least for me mm-hmm. um, um but it's a it's you it's it's very common among trans people
0: mm-hmm. um well one of the stories that was in this book really kind of um the imagery and the mm-hmm. uh, dialogue between the characters actually really um hones in on the word dysphoria. So mm-hmm. so like I said, this comic book just teaches you so much. There's so many beautiful stories. I mean, there was one instance where a girl uh, was described uh, she was a, a summertime goth, cat shirt owning, lace femme, soft butch. <laughs> and she's like, how do I dress for that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, dude, I feel like that too. <laughs> but, you know, like uh, we're multifaceted, all of us. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't go to, that doesn't, you know, that also says, um, you know, for, for th- this community, it's even more uh, like when they, there was a story where it presents to you like a cube. Mm-hmm. And then it went on to make other uh, geometrical figures that actually mm-hmm. don't make sense. Have you do you have you seen that one with the three rods that actually one of the third rods doesn't go anywhere? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. it's sort of like that or the yeah. infinite stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing. I mean, <clears throat> the way these these people can put this into uh, drawings and explain it to us who mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. So I learned so much. And, and using this this platform of comic books mm-hmm. taught me a mm-hmm. lot more and taught me that I need to rethink so, so many things too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, man, this is amazing. And I feel this should be in high schools yeah, for sure.
2: Definitely. I think that this book is amazing for um, people who um, love comics for people who want to, uh, enjoy comics. But as a side note, it definitely is an educational tool, uh, for people who don't really know anything about, uh, the trans community. And I definitely think it could be a, um, a tool for people in the trans community to feel connected Mm -hmm. to, uh, each other and i think one of the things that um one of the things that i saw in the multiple stories is just that feeling of alone and oh yes and and being you know not having uh anywhere to go or support or to turn to and so on so many levels um, i would recommend this book
0: i mean you got everything there's like hate stuff, hate crimes and then there's mm. a ghost story and then there's a futuristic story that and then there's a story love story. It story was so cute. It was so cute. Yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was called Ann, Anna or Anne. Oh, I don't remember. What it was, was great. Uh, one of the
2: one of the things that I um, if I had one little small critique <laughs> is that there were no titles. Like oh it was, yes! It was the fact that they were trying to save um, mm. space and so you had to either go to the front or halfway through the book I realized that in really tiny writing on the bottom but Yes. Were the titles. Right. So I didn't realize that until halfway through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. Um, Yeah, that way we can name. uh, I didn't even, you know, I Mm -hmm. just kind of like went by, you know, what uh, the characters in the story were saying. So that's how I named the stories. But yes, Mm -hmm. that is uh, something that I would have liked to have seen like. You know, out of the box or there's this one where um, you see there's hardly any dialogue and he uh, he peels off he because he looks like a he and he peels yes. off his skin and then and then comes out and it's like, I knew it was in here. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. It was it was mm-hmm. very powerful. Very beautiful.
2: I think that 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 right there, powerful and beautiful are um, amazingly accurate descriptors for this book.
0: Mm hmm. Um, uh, do you guys want to share any of your favorite stories?
1: My favorite story was actually the opening one because it was chock full of comic book references. Right? Oh, yeah. I it was so, so I really out of all of them, I thought that was the most fun one. Yeah. Um, um but also the most also kind of like sad. Was, yeah, sad uh, one too, and uh, like kind of real because it also brought up like uh, kind of a reference is that uh, of the trans media that we do have, a lot of them are kind of this. The uh, one also fetishized, but also they they present an ideal of how a trans person should should look, look and that is exactly like the gender that they want, right? mm -hmm. Uh, That they that they present uh, as that they identify as, and um, um and that's not that's not true right because um uh, a lot of the times uh as it was brought up th- uh, when they take estrogen or testosterone uh they don't end up looking how they thought they would yeah uh and that's something that they have to come to terms with mm-hmm. um, um but a lot of the there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure kind of in media uh and you kind of saw this with uh Caitlin Jenner, too, is the need to present as beautiful and perfect right. and exist exactly the gender right. that you now are. And it's just like, mm, just like with in reality and with um, um, with all with everybody that come in different sizes, shapes right. and, um, um, and races.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and so and that's what i kind of liked the, about that first story also the fact that uh, she hulk was obviously an inspiration <laughs> for that <laughs> and i love she hulk so I, yeah i love so, that uh, one. so i i, I like that it was, <laughs> i that was that one had probably was probably my favorite one or at least the
2: most fun one
0: uh, yeah definitely mm-hmm. what about you kristen
2: i don't remember what the title was but the story was um These two friends sitting on a cliff and one of them was very upset with the other one because they had dove down into into an underwater cave and saw something that changed their life. But they wouldn't share what it was. And so it turns out that when she finally dives into uh. I don't uh, remember actually if it was a she or a he now that uh, the character that <laughs> dove into because there were so many stories. But when the person dove down, they were presented with the story of their friend actually um, revealing that they knew all along that the per- person had a crush on them and that they had like a happily ever after. And it was such a sweet story and it was so cute and i for some reason it really stuck with me and how they how the the first person who dove saw this happily happily ever after but wanted their friend to discover it for themselves oh and it was just so cute
0: that is cute well, I have. I mean, I loved a lot of the stories. I, I I loved every. They all made me feel different ways. But one of my favorite was thoughts for thoughts. I mean, thoughts with thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thoughts or, with thoughts. Yes. yes. Thoughts. Yes. Thoughts with to- thoughts. You know, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love the imagery of like the grinder. Um. Um. Mm-hmm. Kind of rabbit hole, and then at the bottom there's like a note that these were actual right. grinder yeah. uh, posts. Yeah. And I Let love. Let me tell
1: you something about grinder and. <laughs> It is, it is exactly like. Tinder, like that's except with a little bit more. I
2: think it's a little
1: more. uh, (laughs) Yeah, except like it's it's a little bit more
2: intense. Yeah,
1: intense. Like no, what they said was correct in that story because it is. I've had friends uh, who uh, stopped doing Grinder altogether. Mm -hmm. uh, Who just like like nah. I think that
2: you have to be in a certain place in your life to Mm -hmm. be on Grinder and to enjoy it. Because after a while, I think it just becomes sad. (laughs)
0: well I from that story I greatly appreciated the 12 ways to make a hookups more sexy those 12 ways were amazing they were really eye-opening not that I'm trying to hook up but I learned so much from those that was amazing (laughs) um (laughs) and I really love the tenderness yeah I'm learning um I really love the tenderness of the third time's a charm um that's when um the trans oh, yeah. uh, was dating that guy and it want to make sure they woman there. with Michael. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, right. mm-hmm. So that I one, liked that one a lot. Too. I like that I, one. I, I the think, art alone was amazing as well.
1: Yeah, the art was really good, but I think that really captures like relationships and stuff like mm-hmm, that as yeah. well. In that, yo, they're gonna fuck up sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> in some <laughs> major ways, and sometimes sexy times cannot <laughs> aren't as sexy as you right? want them to be. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I love I love those two really stuck out for me, but I you know there's honorable mentions for like the girl made out of stars and um, you know, there's just so many to name there, but they're a wonderfully put anthology. So are we ready to rate it guys? Yeah. All right. Well, for me, this is Sarah. It's going to be the whole panaderia for me. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. I love it. It taught me so much and it's still, I'm still learning. Um, And it made me discover some things about myself Mm -hmm. that I'm not (laughs) excited about, but uh, I'm learning. So I'm going to say the whole panaderia for sure. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So this is Kristen, and I really enjoyed the stories. Um, I enjoyed what this book uh, means uh, or meant to the creators who created it and to the community itself that it exists. And I think that in the Kickstarter, one of the things that Tara says is that she hopes that this is the first of many to come, that now that this particular anthology has come out that other people will come and make this one obsolete because there's just so many that are out there Mm -hmm. uh so i give it three conchas and a cup of champurrado and um i highly highly recommend it Mm -hmm.
1: i give it uh three conchas and a cup of champurrado as well because it's it's a great book it is it is a book about trans people uh by trans people and it's it's also 100% for them as well and it happens to teach um, uh, uh, cis people a little bit about their experience because you can never fully capture it but this is definitely a good doorway Mm -hmm. into that and I do hope we can see a lot more content like this absolutely
0: I can't wait for the next one well that was our rating guys All right, guys, this is Juntos y Fuertes, and my name is Sarah. I'm here to bring you Ñañeras, The Border. It is going to be an exclusive release at Latino Comics Expo en Modesto. Um, it is uh, three short stories, and I believe it's just a first issue, and it's going to be an exclusive at Latino Comics Expo. Um, there's three stories called Boys Night Out, Ladies of Sorrows, and Junior. Let me tell you, I already read this and I love it so much. I can't wait to go get it signed. I hope it's going to be awesome. Um, So having said that, um, you know that uh, Latino Comics Expo is coming around and it's going to be Friday, March 15th at 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday, March 16th at 11 to 6 p.m. It's at Modesto Junior College on the West Campus. Um it's at the Mary Stewart Rogers Learning C- Student Learning Center. It's at 2201 blue gum Avenue Modesto, California 95358. Um the Expo run it's free admission and free parking and it's open to the public. So we hope to see you guys there. We're going to yes, be there. We're going to be there. We're going to have a little table there. And you can come by and meet us and take pictures with us. But <laughs> I highly recommend you pick up this exclusive of Ñañaras. What's Ñañaras? Ñañaras is sort of like a creepy, creeped out feeling. Like when your skin crossed. Me have never Oh, yeah, totally. I, I use it all the time. Huh. Like sometimes Frank will tell me something creepy and I'm like, ooh, me dio Ñañaras. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard that one either. Uh, well, uh, we were at... Uh, Latino Comics Expo last year in Long Beach when it was at the uh, Long Beach oh what was it the the Museum of Latino uh, mm-hmm. of of at Mola yeah la- of Latino Art mm-hmm. um, and Latino Comics Expo is the nation's largest gathering of Latino Latina comic book creators and animators and um this year just like last year Jaime Hernandez of Love and Rockets will be their special guest so if you are a huge Hell Love and Rockets yeah. fan You should make your way to Modesto, or if you're in the Modesto area, it is free, and Jaime is so nice, and he's such a great dude. He's awesome. He's super sweet. He's super approachable, and um, he'll be there signing, and he'll have... I'm assuming um, original art and just bring your bring your own uh, books to sign. And uh, he's just so amazing.
0: Yeah, most definitely. There is actually a definition here in the comic. It says Nanyaras is a noun discomfort or anxiety caused by an unpleasant situation, preferably one that is frightful. The creeps. So that's what Nyanya says. It's the creeps. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, come on down to Modesto, uh, California for this uh, expo because also we're gonna have uh, five meets guys. The ones who brought us uh, Mashpoint and Grifty are gonna be there. Yay! Yay, I yeah. can't wait. Um, also, Henry Barajas. Oh yes, Henry Barajas and Gonzo is gonna be there. So I'm gonna oh, bring gonna Yeah, be yeah there. I'm gonna oh. bring my comics for them. For him to sign because Henry already signed them, nice. but I'm super excited. There's going to be a lot of great people. Javi, uh, Javier Hernandez is going to be there because he's yeah. a co-creator of uh-huh. this Comic Con, so uh, it's Rafael just Rafael Navarro. Yes, it's going to be on, guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be lit. Oh, yeah.
0: and the Santa Sucias Oh, absolutely are going oh, to be yeah. there, which is
2: going to be their farewell. Yes, um, because they're they've already um, produced and published their very last one. And the one that I'm I'm really looking forward to Five Meets, but I can't wait to see the new Lowriders from Space. <gasps> That's yes.
0: right. Yes. Oh my
2: God.
0: That is absolutely right. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be so lit, guys. So if you can come on down, and I I hope you guys can make it because it's going to be in a, an amazing uh just amazing um, adventure yes. most definitely we're road tripping up there so I'm excited I know.
2: we're road tripping so I'm hoping that we make it all in one piece to actually take small little videos <laughs> to show you throughout the weekend fingers crossed mm-hmm.
0: so if I fart guys just put the window down.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm actually yeah. going to be taking Jen and Sarah on a, um, a tour of my hometown, Hanford, California. Hanford! Uh, and that that um, they've never been to before. It's a small little rural. Well, not so much rural as when I was growing up, but it is uh, rural surrounding areas. It smells like cow shit the moment you step <laughs> out of your car. Um, you have to drive through fields of corn and peaches and grapes and it's just um i want to pick my own fruit (laughs)
0: it's it's gonna be great
2: (laughs) it's uh it's definitely not what these two big city girls are used to so i'm looking forward to that
0: definitely too i'm looking forward to it because we actually met somebody who is actually working on a comic book called hanford yeah so i want to see what inspired him to to write this book (laughs) so that is juntos y fuertes guys thanks so much All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. Where can they find us?
2: As always, you can find us on Instagram at Comadresy Comics. And on Twitter at Comic Comadres.
0: We have a Snapchat and you could also find us on Facebook or you can email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And I'd like to express a special saludos to all the people who attended the Latin Uh, The Long Beach Comics Expo Because we met so many wonderful people So Mm -hmm. reach out We we reached out, they reached out And now we're in communication, it's wonderful So anytime we're at a convention Come on out to see us If we're going to be there, just come on and say hello That has been our episode We are your hosts, I'm Sarah
1: I'm Kristen And I'm Jen Bye guys Bye Bye